Hello and welcome back to Elevated. This is episode two of Elevated, a post-NARC life podcast. I hope you enjoyed the first one. It was about forgiveness. And this next one, we're switching gears a little bit because this is sort of the flavor and the vibe of this podcast that I want to be sharing with the world. We're going to talk about ambition today. So who is a Taylor Swift fan? (laughs) Listen, I don't consider myself like the biggest Taylor Swift fan. I was there when she first came on the scene. I've heard her music here and there for the last 17 years. But boy, am I inspired by this human. She is on her Eras tour right now. She's at the the last legs of her US tour. She's about to do an Eras tour in Europe. I have it, like she's been all over social media. It's a game changer what this concert is that she's doing. <laughs> I have friends who are going to these concerts who are dressing up, who are really getting into it. And I'm watching just through the stories or through reels, what's happening and the way, the amazing way that she shows up on stage and how she embraces all of her eras. It's so awesome. The way that she's connected to her, her people and how she just gives of herself. And listen, Taylor Swift is not the most talented singer on this earth. She's not the most talented dancer, but she is out there being the Taylorist Taylor there ever was. (laughs) We talked a little bit about that on the last episode. She is being 100% herself. She is having the time of her life being with crowds of 70,000 plus people night after night after night. I'm amazed by her stamina. I'm amazed that she can continue with this and maintain the enthusiasm every single time. It's truly remarkable. I'm blown away by what's happening with Taylor Swift right now. And so I have been working on these podcasts and kind of rolling it around in my mind for a while now. And what I want to kind of infuse into what I'm building with the podcast is just that example of embracing her eras, right? Embracing my eras, if you will, quote unquote. (laughs) As you know, this is my third iteration of the podcast. I started with Get Yourself Back and then I did Post Narc Life and now I'm doing Elevated, which is a which is in the post-NARC life brand, which I love. And it's my new era. And I'm just embracing this about myself. When I first started post-NARC life after Get Yourself Back, I was sort of like, no, that's an old version of me. Get Yourself Back was me just like trying to make it. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just putting myself out there. And now I really know what I'm doing. I'm hiring and spending a lot of money using a studio to help me produce this podcast and have a launch party and all the things. And that old stuff is just, we're just going to pretend like it doesn't exist. In fact, I might, well, I might delete it. But in reality, those just represent the eras of the evolution of my career. And it will continue to evolve. It will continue to have different iterations because I love to reinvent myself. I think reinvention of self is amazing. And Taylor Swift is an excellent example of that and how she just embraces the things about herself. And she just goes full speed ahead with whatever's in her brain. It's amazing. And of course she's been very talented too, but you really don't have to be the best at everything to go out and be the best you. Isn't that amazing? So I want to bring that energy into this episode today. We're going to talk about ambition. Ambition is something that I kind of mentioned this earlier is about myself that I have not loved about myself. I've kind of blamed myself. I've kind of 
sort of not embraced it. Sometimes I've embraced it, but then I would totally judge myself later. And there's a lot of reasons why I did that and we'll get into it. But now I've decided, you know what? Ambition is part of who I am. I'm embracing myself and I'm deciding to love that about myself. This is not easy for me to do because literally no one else in my life is as ambitious as I am. (laughs) And it makes me feel like, wait, am I just crazy? What's happening here? But as I continue to move forward in my business, I notice that my clients are also ambitious. They are doing incredible things. So many of my clients are doing that. In fact, all of my clients are doing that in in their different ways. I have one former client who literally decided to open a store. She's just opening storefronts. She's already opened eight across three or four different states. She is incredible. And she's always wanted to do this. She already had her own business um, doing pictures before, and now she's opening these stores. And I'm just blown away by her ambition and blown away by how she does it. And I had this conversation once with her when I was standing inside of her store in awe of what she had created. And I was just like, like, wow, you did this. And she was like, yeah, I did. You know, you just have a dream and you just go for it. And it was so profound. And it was during a time in my life where I was really struggling with my ambition. I was struggling with my goals, my dreams, with my business, with my emotions. I mean, I I have lots of ups and downs. And it was just the most profound nugget of information and also just to experience what she's doing that it really inspired me. And I kind of have like held on to those words (laughs) over the last several months because she really did. She's the living embodiment of getting after it, having a dream and getting after it. And so is Taylor Swift. And so are so many of my clients. And so am I. And I get to embrace that part about myself. Look at what I've created. I've created a business that is changing people's lives. I've created content that no one else is creating out there. And listen, I don't go on narc talk. If that's a thing, I don't even know if narc talk is a thing. I've, I've been told many times that I should get on there. I probably should not ready for TikTok. Okay. I'm, I'm a geezer. I can't, <laughs> I'm sure there will be, the time will come when it, the time is right for that. But right now, now is not that time, but <laughs> there's a lot of information out there on YouTube and on Instagram and TikTok and Pinterest about narcissists and about how to deal with them and what they do and love bombing and hoovering and all the things. And I don't really subscribe to all of that, which I don't really care about it. I'm not, I'm not trying to necessarily differentiate myself or reject any of that. It's just, it just has nothing to do with what I'm doing necessarily. So no one is really doing what I'm doing is what I'm trying to say. There's a lot of stuff out there and it all kind of falls into some interesting patterns, but I'm, I'm just doing what I want to do and it looks a lot different than what's out there. And I think that's really amazing that I'm just doing that, that I'm putting myself out there and I'm risking looking like an idiot (laughs) that I'm risking making posts that are terrible and sleazy (laughs) and that I'm risking going out there and offending somebody or making them question who I am as a person. I put myself at risk when I put myself out there. You put yourself at risk when you put yourself out there and it's all part of the game. It's all part of the game. It's not easy. And our nervous systems are wired to be like, it's not safe, not safe. Don't go out there. Don't put yourself out there. And for those of us who are putting ourselves out there, even though it feels terribly unsafe, that is just something to really celebrate about ourselves. You know, it's not easy to do. So I'm so proud of that particular client. We worked together for about a year and 
she was so sweet. She was just like, I still use a lot of what you taught me. Um, cause we really didn't work on her business, but I, it's my belief. <laughs> I'm not going to take full credit for her business. Okay. That that's 100% her, but it's my belief that when you work on the narc stuff in your life, it opens up what's already there. It gets out of the way of what's already there. And so the stuff we worked on with her mom and her dad and like the things in her life, it helped pave the way and free up that brain space and create that space for her to bring out what was already going to happen. What was already there. It was already brewing and she unleashed it. That was one of the things I wanted to call the podcast. I kind of wanted to call it unleashed, but I really like elevated. But if I could mash the two words together, that's kind of the vibe I'm going with this. It's like we are both unleashed and elevated. We're elevated, elevating our lives, elevating our goals, elevating who we want to be, elevating our our posterity, all of the things. And we are unleashing what's been inside of us this whole time. That's been underneath a bunch of narc drama, narc stuff. That's what all this is about. So I want you to have some big goals. I want you to embrace your ambition. If you're here, it's because you're ambitious. I've had other clients. I'll, I'll speak some more throughout the episode, but, um, another client of mine, you've already heard from her, Megan, <laughs> she's on the post Art life podcast. She is doing even better than she was doing when we recorded the podcast together. She, her business has at least doubled since the last time she was on the podcast. She's working with incredible people. She's unleashing herself in brand new ways and she's changing the world. She's incredible. And then I have other clients, maybe you, you know, buying Twitter, for example, isn't the thing you want to do, right? Ambition doesn't have to mean you run for president or you try to have a million dollar business. Although that's uh, having a million dollar business or a multi-million dollar business is what I'm creating. I'm not creating going for president. I never want to get into politics, <laughs> but <laughs> what ambition looks like for you is going to be different than what it looks like for other people. And I don't want you to think of ambition as, well, I'm not going for X amount of money. I'm not going for this massive visibility. I'm not trying to be Taylor Swift. So I'm not ambitious. I don't want you to think that for many of my clients, forgiving your mother fully and completely and feeling that healing is just as ambitious as buying Twitter, right? For some of us doing that inner work and creating a family that does not carry on the legacy of narcissism is the big ambition, right? So, so, so I love ambitious. I love the energy of ambition and I love the expression of ambition in big things throughout the world. But I don't want you to ever think that just because it appears big, you know, maybe just because it appears big doesn't mean it's not big to you. Um, or if, if it doesn't appear big in the societal or traditional way that it's not big for you, it is big for you. It's huge for you. My clients who have created healthy relationships and have gotten married because of the relationships they created, that is the most ambitious thing. They are trailblazing. They are literally changing their lives and literally all generations to come from that one decision. That's massively ambitious. It doesn't mean that you're like viral on TikTok, but it means that you have created something so massive with this one thing that you created, which is a healthy, loving relationship that is free from narcissist dynamic. That's massively ambitious. I've had several clients create that and some who are who are on the way. They're working on it. It's so much fun. I have clients who have decided to move to new locations. So their big ambition was I'm going to live in Hawaii or I'm going to live in 
Orange County, California. I'm going to live on the ocean. I'm going to live where I've always wanted to live. And I've never let myself. I've stayed in this small town or I've stayed in this place because of my ex or whatever it is. And they've never let themselves be where they want to be. Their ambition looks like that. So what does your ambition look like? I have another client who's working on losing a lot of weight. That's a great ambition. That's huge. I have another client um, who's just working on learning how to love herself. That's a massive ambition. That is work that is not easy to do, okay? And it takes sustained, concerted effort that generations before you either were not willing or unable to do that work. So it's massively ambitious that you're doing that. Okay, so my clients are doing incredible things, which means you're doing incredible things and I'm doing incredible things. So let's keep going. Let's move forward. Some of the things that might get in the way... So a lot of the thoughts that I had about my ambition, one of them was, and I kid you not, maybe you've heard this before. Am I just getting too big for my britches, right? (laughs) It's definitely a Southern thing. I grew up in New Orleans and I have extended family that go all the way up to North Mississippi, South Mississippi, North Louisiana, Alabama, Arkansas. Like I I have deep roots in the South, y'all. And it's so funny that when I show up for my ambitious goals and I put myself out there, that part of me that is my nervous system shows up in with a Southern accent sometimes. <laughs> Laura, you're getting too big for your britches. You know, I, it's so funny that that thought came to mind. Anyway, I love that thought because it's just that sweet way of my nervous system being like, it is not safe. Please don't put ourselves in harm's way for these crazy ambitions that aren't even real. You're getting way too big for your britches. You're not smart enough. You're not big enough. You're not doing enough. It's not good enough. You're, you, you think you're better than you are. You know, it's just all of that thought process. I was watching um, Downton Abbey a few weeks ago because I love that show and I rewatch it occasionally. And there's this maid who's this gorgeous wet redhead who I think plays another character in Game of Thrones. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but she's this gorgeous redhead and she has this amazing Yorkshire accent and she's trying to be a secretary. She doesn't want to be a maid anymore. She wants to be a secretary. And she says, me mom will say I'm getting above myself, <laughs> but I want to be a secretary. I don't know. I'm obviously butchering the the accent, but the way she says it, she's like, my mom will say I'd be getting above myself. Like I'm too big for my britches, but this is what I want. I'm going after it. And I don't know if that represents what really happened in the 1920s in Yorkshire, England, but it was a beautiful example of how somebody wanted to do something different. And she had this thought and she was so scared that I'm getting above myself. I'm, I'm, I'm too big for my britches. I can't, this isn't right for me. This isn't my state. I should be in my place. This is not my place. And she decided to go against that. And there was a girl in the house, you know, who was in the family who helped her. And she ended up getting the job and she's doing amazing, which is kind of funny because when you think about it, her ambition was becoming a secretary. And that's definitely not an ambition that I have. Um, but for her, it was big for her. It was a huge leap uh, to to go up into the secretary world. And so what is your huge leap? And what are you telling yourself that you're too big for your britches for? If anything, who knows? Maybe you're not saying that, but there's a lot of things that will get in the way and that's one of them. And that's basically, so every thought that you have that gets in the way of you putting yourself out there is a thought that stems from this one thought, which is it's not safe, okay? But all the other thoughts are just iterations of that. And 
you can either deal with those iterations of those thoughts and challenge them and question them, or you can just focus on, I'm safe to go out there and put myself out there. Either one, either one gets you there. So what are you determined to get after constantly? What can you not stop thinking about or trying for? What's that dream that you can't stop trying for? What were you, what were you put on this earth to do? So many times we're like, okay, you got to find your mission. You got to find the thing. And it's like, how do I even find that? What does that even mean? So when you're looking for what you're put on this earth to do, what you want to look for is your natural God-given talents, your desires, okay? And your, like the, the dreams that you have, you want to put all of that together. And what does that equal? How does that come together to create the dream that you want? Sometimes things will be really easy and sometimes it's a little more mysterious and sometimes it's buried deep, deep down there because it's so unsafe to even think about it. Because if you ever went after your dreams, you were shot down or you were made fun of or you were abused in some way, right? What do you have a natural talent for? What do you desire to do? What can you not stop thinking about? What sounds amazing to you? If you could really have or do anything on this earth, what sounds amazing? A lot of times what will happen is your brain will be like, okay, everyone wants the same dream as me. There's just way oversaturated. I had that thought when I was, once upon a time, I wanted to be, okay, can I tell you? I've wanted to be lots of different things. I haven't always wanted to be a life coach. I didn't even know life coach existed. But, but ever since I was little and then when I went to college, I always wanted to be a therapist. Um, well, at first I wanted to be a doctor and then I wanted to be a lawyer and then I wanted to be a therapist and then I got a degree in psychology and I wanted to do law school again. And thankfully my brother deterred me from that. <laughs> Listen, I respect so many people in the law, but it is, it is a nightmare to read as much as they require you to in the law. And you also have to have like a mind for it. There are people out there who have minds for being attorneys. They remember everything. They remember details. Um, they can explain things to you. Anyway, I have some talents to be a lawyer, but not others. Anyway, thankfully I went back to trying to be a therapist ended up changing that. Then I wanted to be an artist. Then I wanted to be a cake decorator. Then I wanted to be a photographer. I mean, there's just so many iterations of what I wanted to be. I knew I wanted to do something. I knew I wanted to put myself and my art or, or my talents and skills out into the world. I still do in lots of ways. And when I found coaching, that was a really great alignment between what I'm good at, what I desire to do, and what's available for me to start right now. How could I get started right now? And I did. And it's not been easy, but I am still going. I'm still determined. And ultimately, I'll tell you what, I, I'm i building a multi-million dollar business with my coaching business, but that's not the only thing I want to do. I don't want to just be a coach. When the time is right, I want to be buying lots of other businesses, particularly restaurants. I'm really passionate about food and restaurant industry stuff. Um, I want to be extending and developing art, whatever that looks like. That might be creating like a luxury brand. It might be painting. Uh, who knows what it's going to look like, but I will have a more artistic aspect to develop and in, in time. And so just like, I want to be an actual entrepreneur because there's entrepreneurs who start their own businesses and end up just kind of working for themselves. And then there's entrepreneurs who buy businesses and then other people run those businesses for them. And that's really kind of the big picture of what I want. I want to, I want to create a situation where I'm owning 
a lot of businesses and maybe running one or two, but other people are running the others for me and they become investments and they become like sort of legacy businesses that serve myself and my family for generations to come. And I open trusts and all those things. So that thing, that vision of what I'm creating is extremely ambitious. No one in my family does anything close to that or has ever done anything close to that. And here I am wanting to go all the way to the very top, at least in my opinion, that's what it looks like, right? But I have this feeling (laughs) that because of just where I've come from and how I was raised, that what I think is the very top is probably just like normal for other people, right? It's just like, you know, the secretary or the the maid that wanted to become a secretary. That her biggest ambition, the the most exciting thing for her was like, I'm going to be a secretary. I'm really coming up in the world. And I have that thought that like, if I create that for me, that's just the top of the top. If I create that, but for other people, that's just like, oh, it's just a normal Tuesday, you know? So that's kind of fun to think about. I don't know if it's true, but for me, it's definitely my, my big ambition. But you think everyone wants the same dream as you, but they don't. Your whatever you're trying to go for is not oversaturated. It's just, that's just not a thing. It can't be. It's not possible to be. People who want to do a lot of things, even if a lot of people flock to the same thing, it, it, it isn't sustainable because they won't stick with it for very long if it's not what they actually want to do, if it's not what they're passionate about. So they will move on to the thing they're actually passionate about or keep trying some things out. So when I was going for photography, I remember thinking to myself, this is oversaturated. Everybody wants to be a photographer. This is dumb. Like, why would I want to just be another one? It's just not true. Oh my gosh. Everyone needs pictures everyone. They need pictures multiple times over and they need different levels of pictures. They need like portrait photography and they need event photography and they need branding photography and they need family photography and they need baby and newborn photography. I mean, it's just the possibilities of photography are endless and it is not oversaturated. I promise you. And there are like so many different price points. You can offer it for free. You can offer it for $50 a session. You can go all the way up to a hundred, a thousand, 10,000 for a session. There's everybody all along the price spectrum and all along the niche spectrum. Believe me, whatever you're trying to do is not oversaturated. Even life coaching. It's very easy for us to look at life coaching because it's kind of a, it's kind of a booming um, industry right now because the bar for entry is very low. You don't have to get a, um, you don't have to get a certification. Um, it's recommended for, you know, your experience as a coach, but you don't have to, there's no governing body that says you have to have a certification to get started. So you could literally decide, all right, I'm a coach now. Come get coaching. I'm, I'm available. When are you available? Here's my calendar book a time. That's literally how you do it. And does that mean that you'll succeed necessarily? No, you still have to learn a ton of lessons. You have to figure a lot of things out, but success is available to you. And if you think that the world is oversaturated with coaches, you're wrong. It's not. So many people need coaching and so many people are looking for different kinds of coaches and your specific niche and your specific uh, skills and experience is only something that you can provide. So you want to look at what is it that you want what talents do you already have and what is your experience in life? Those three things can really add up and line up to the thing that you can start going for right now. Okay, so don't think it's oversaturated. All right, now listen, you're going to have to be willing to deal with a lot of failure with your big ambitious goal. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of failure. 
potentially a lot of time too. Now I say potentially because I don't want you to have this belief that it is going to take a lot of time. It could, it also could take a short amount of time. There, it really just, you, we don't know the time frame, but we don't want to limit ourselves with saying that, okay, it will be at least five years because it took this coach five years to do this, or it'll be at least two years because it just, no, it, it might be tomorrow. You never know. You want to be open to the possibility that it might happen at any time. And that is difficult to hold. It's difficult to hold. I've got to be willing to fail a lot and I've got to be willing to let it take however much time is necessary and also be open to success and open to it not taking that much time at the same time. That is an advanced level of holding space for all of the possibilities so that you don't hold yourself back, but you're also like you don't hold yourself back by not believing it's possible. And you also don't hold yourself back by thinking it's going to happen a certain way and then it doesn't and then you're disappointed and you make it mean all these terrible things about yourself and it's just not true you just got to be open to the experience what is it going to look like your experience with how you build your ambitious thing is going to look totally different than anyone else's and the thing about when coaches or other people sell you on hey i did this thing let me show you how that's really tricky because they can show you how they did it but it's not going to look like how you do it i've learned this lesson so many times I've hired a lot of coaches that were supposed to tell me exactly how to get to six figures and beyond. And my six figures looks totally different than anyone else's. And my brain and my body and my nervous system is totally different than anyone else's. And so it's, I, I, I will never buy coaching from that place ever again. And I'm not going to sell coaching from that place either. There's a lot of things coming actually. So part of my ambitious goals is this year I'm going to be releasing um, a certification. And we talked about it a few months ago, but it wasn't the right time. My nervous system wasn't ready. But now things are really vamping up and I've juiced it up and I've zhuzhed it up and I've created an experience for my people. Don't worry, you're going to get all the details. If you go to the link in, not link in bio, we're on Instagram. Where are we? Podcast. If you go to the show notes, (laughs) you will find a link to sign up for my newsletter or to go to my website to find out more information as I publish it. I don't know when I'm going to fully release it yet, but when I do, you will be the first to know if you get on the list. So the certification coming is coming. Private coaching is coming. Well, private co- coaching is already here. And then my membership, I will be revamping and we will work on that membership and create something really amazing from that as well. So I've kind of created my million dollar business in its seed form. And what I'm really, really passionate about is teaching people how to deal with narcissists and helping them learn how to love themselves and forgive themselves and create big things. I'm really passionate about that. I'm also passionate about working with people one-on-one. I never want to have a business. Okay, I'm I'm worried that I'm going to eat my words later on. But at this time in my life, I don't want to have a business that's all about one to many. I want to have a business that has a one-on-one aspect to it. That's really important to me. I love one-on-one coaching. It's my favorite way to coach. And it's also, I think really important. I think people need one-on-one coaches. They, they can benefit from one to many coaching for sure. But especially with dealing from narcissist recovery, I think it's really beneficial to have one-on-one coaching. So I never want that element to, to leave. I want to have one-on-one coaching for as long as I possibly can. And so we're revamping what that's going to look like. And then I'm also very passionate about creating 
opportunities for people who are like me, who have been through what I've been through and who want to do what I want to do and what I am doing. And I want to certify them in how to help other people dealing with narcissists. So I'm really passionate about teaching people how to coach others with this specific thing, because it involves a lot more nuance than simply thoughts create your results. Now, thoughts create your results is absolutely true. But when you're coaching a client whose nervous system can be activated in unpredictable ways, and you know that they have built-in belief systems from their narcissist upbringing, you can speak to that and you can work around that and with that to help your clients get results faster. I've done it myself over and over, and I am really passionate about sharing that with other coaches who want to help in the work because there is so many people who need help. And maybe those people can't receive it from me, but they can receive it from you. So I'm going to help my people and I want to help want you to get training to help your people. So I'm really passionate about that. And I've been wanting to, to do this for years, but I always thought, well, Laura, don't get ahead of yourself. Don't be too big for your britches. What are you doing? Opening a certification, right? All these thoughts came to me, but it's like, I am passionate about this. I am talented in this. And I have the opportunity and the experience, especially now after doing this for many years, to be able to do this. And I've got big goals about it. Girls, y'all, I mean, I assume it's girls who are listening. If there are men on the other end of this, you're welcome too. <laughs> but I love luxury and I love big things and I love over delivering and I'm creating an experience right now for my people who want certification. It's going to be top notch. I'm so excited about it. So get on the email list so you can be the first to learn about it. Um, we will be developing it over the next few days, weeks, however, however long it takes one time. So I want to talk a little bit about the retreat that I put on back in 2021. So I put on a retreat in 2021, about six months after my mom passed away. Uh, but I had been planning it for about a year and I was, it's, it was an iteration of a big thing. I wanted to create a big, luxurious, amazing experience for my people. And we did it in Waco. We rented out this house, this mansion. We did yoga. We had all the meals catered. We did training and coaching. We went to Magnolia silos and market with Joanna Gaines type stuff, not with her, you know, in person or anything like that, but you know, kind of that vibe of Joanna Gaines, like middle of Texas type thing. And I had so much fun planning it and so much fun executing it. And it was a lot, there was a lot of challenges too. After my mom passing, I was not emotionally available to be doing a lot of things or to be selling it as much as I could. So I didn't sell the tickets that I wanted to sell, but what I did instead was I just allowed people to come and it was just so amazing. I loved it so much and it was exhausting and it was awesome. And I learned so much from that experience. And now that I had that experience and I quote unquote failed, which I don't even think it was a fail. I think it was a total success. Uh, but there are other ways in which I was like, well, you know, I definitely didn't make money on that adventure. <laughs> I definitely was in the red on that one, but that's okay. I, what if, and, and for so long I wanted, my brain wanted to make that event mean that I was too big for my bridges, that I went too hard, too far, that I 
way overextended myself that I totally failed that that's evidence that I shouldn't be doing big things like that and so I didn't for a long time we're in 2023 now for like two years I just was like no I'm not going to do events I'm not going to go after big things I'm not going to try to create things like this because I just need to be in my place I just need to be doing what I'm supposed to do with reality where it's at and it's just like no and I felt stifled ever since I felt like I've been holding myself back And now I'm deciding, you know what, I'm not going to make that experience mean that I failed and that I wasn't supposed to be doing it. I'm just going to make it mean that that was my first iteration and it went swimmingly and there were so many ways in which it was a success and there were ways in which I have now learned better to do things and better to plan. And I'm so excited to incorporate all the things that I learned into the next retreat event, which is going to be my certification. And I'm so excited. And this is me really owning my ambition and owning the the past things that are potentially you could call failure owning the amount of time it's taken for me to learn those lessons and not let it mean anything about my business that I'm not supposed to be doing this or that my business is bad or that you know I'm too big for my britches right like none of that is true what's true is that I had an event and I learned specific lessons and what's true is that I I'm ambitious and I want to go, I want to go for it, even if it means I fail. I'm just going to get up and I'm going to try again. And that like owning that is amazing. It feels so good. So I want my people to own that too. And the only thing in the way is your survival thinking. That's the only thing in the way. That's it. That's the only thing in the way. How fun is that? So I want you to follow your vibe. What is your vibe? I don't know what your vibe is, but you do, you know what you like and you know what you don't like. So follow what it is that you like. What do you dream about? What do you get jealous about? Follow the jealousy. This is a good one, y'all, because I am very easily jealous. (laughs) It's one of those things that I have been intentionally working on for years when in reality, I don't have to like, I don't have to get rid of jealousy. I don't have to never feel jealous again. I just take jealousy as a clue. It's just an indication. It's an indicator light that pops on that says, oh, do you remember your dream? That's your dream. And it's like, oh, okay, I don't have to be jealous or I can just use the jealousy that's in my body. I can allow it to be there, but I don't have to make it mean that I can't have that thing. It's a reminder of what it is that I want. And it's a it's an opportunity to light a fire under my butt to go believe in myself again and to go get after it because that's what I was put on this earth to do. So follow, where's, what is your jealousy teaching you? What is your jealousy telling you? <sighs> do you feel called to something? Do you feel like you were called to something? I feel like I'm, I'm called to a lot of different things. I, I feel like I've been given many different talents. And if you are religious and you are Christian, or LDS, you've seen in the Bible about talents, right? You've been given, like some servants were given one talent, some were given five, some were given 10. And I mean, we probably all were given 10, let's be honest. But I want to see myself as a person that's been given 10 talents. And I really do think I've been given 10 talents. And I want to multiply them. I want to, I want to quadruple them. I want to hundredfold them. That's what I want to do. And who knows what that's going to look like in the course of my life, but I want to multiply every talent that's given to me. And right now what this looks like is building this business. I have a talent for coaching. 
I have a desire and a passion for coaching. So this is what I'm following right now. But when the time is right, I'm going to be doing all kinds of other stuff too. And I'm so excited and I can't wait. All right. So you might have to deal with failure. You might have to deal with it taking a little bit longer than you want. You also may have to deal with a lot of unmet desire. At least for me, that's a big deal. I don't know about you, but there's, you're going to feel a lot of desire for the things that you want and you're going to have to deal with them being not met for a certain amount of time for at least as long as it takes. We don't know how long it's going to take, but you have to be willing to deal with unmet desire. And I've been thinking about unmet desire for a, a little bit lately because I don't know why, but I'm just like so full of desire for so many different things. I, I can't be on Instagram because all the ads that come through are perfectly catered to my wants and my needs. And so every ad is like, oh, I want that. Oh, I want that. Oh, I want that. Oh, I want that. And it's creating over desire in my body. And I used to think that that was a problem. Like, oh, I have all this desire. This is so uncomfortable. But what if it's not? What if it's just unmet desire and I'm allowed to have that in my body for a minute and I'm still going after what it is that I want and those things, I can believe that those things are coming to me. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next week, but they're coming. What if I could do that and just enjoy the experience of desire? So I just enjoy Instagram and yep, maybe I'll buy it, maybe I won't, but I love, I used to really not like this aspect of myself that I'm easily sold on things. And I just end up desiring a lot when in reality, I can love that about myself, that I am easily sold on things. How fun is that? Does it mean I have to buy everything? No, but I can be easily sold on it. And that's a fun place to be. All right. So I want you to allow for it taking as long as it takes, but also how fun is it that there's a possibility that time just collapses? That is a thing, y'all. There is sometimes there is a flow to the universe and how things come together and it just like time collapses and it all just happens and works out and you're just on this train and it's just going and it's just happening without you're even having to try or you don't even have to like worry about it. It's just you like on this train and it's just moving. That's happened to me a, a few times in my life. It's really amazing. And just because that may or may not be happening with what you're creating. It doesn't mean it's not supposed to. It's just that's sometimes how things happen. And what if we allowed for that kind of magic to be present in our lives? That what if I've been working really, really hard for five years to be at a certain income level? And then in the next three months, suddenly it shoots up to like astronomical levels. I, I make more money in the next three months than I've made in five years. Like what if that's a possibility? That would be so fun for me to do. And I allow for that possibility, but I don't put any pressure on that having to happen in order for me to feel like my business is successful or that I'm successful or that I'm good at what I do or any of that stuff. I just allow for that fun possibility. What if that happened? And the last thing I want to leave you with, well, the second to last thing, the second to last thing I want to leave you with is what if you could just believe that everything that is happening for you, everything that you're creating is all happening all at the right time, the exact right time. So even if it's not happening as fast as you want, you can trust that it's happening at the right time, whatever that time looks like. Or maybe you've been putting it off for many years, or maybe you feel like you can't do it right now and you want to put it off for a few years. You can still believe that it's all happening at the right time. Or maybe you feel pushed to do it right now and it's terrifying and you can start to believe now is the time. 
I believe it's happening at the right time. And now is that right time. How fun is that? So those are some thoughts and those are some emotions and some ways to look at things. But really, I just want you to embrace your ambition. I want you to embrace your goals, whatever those goals look like, no matter how big or seemingly small they might be. And the last thing I want to leave you with is I want you to, I want to invite you to start retraining your brain right now to be safe, to feel safe getting after your dream. Now, listen, you don't have to feel safe to take action, but it is a lot easier. (laughs) So if you're working for like months and months and months trying to feel safe and not taking action, I want to invite you to just take action and not feel safe at the same time. Or if you want to work on it for like a few minutes or a few days, I'm just going to work on feeling safe, safe to be seen, safe to get after it, safe to put myself out there, safe to want what it is that I want, safe to be successful. If you start thinking that about yourself right now and you start feeling safe, it's going to feel so much easier going for what you want. But again, you don't have to wait for that. So the last thing that I want to say today is... We are rewiring your brain where we're going to switch that binary, flip the binary switch to now it's safe to go after your dreams. Now it's safe to be seen. It's safe to be vulnerable. It's safe for people to criticize you sometimes. It's safe for you to post that post on Instagram, safe for you to post that reel. It's safe for you to ask for that business loan or whatever it is you're trying to do. It's safe. How fun is that? All right, let's get after it, people. So many good things are coming. Get on that list so you don't miss it. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye.